On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space. Organization is key. Seeing the big picture is key. Thinking about issues that may arise and understanding how to solve those issues, providing great customer support and service and understanding how to get recurring clients and new clients into whatever it is that you're doing is absolutely essential for the survival of your business. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Are you currently a resident of the state of California? and contemplating starting your therapy journey? Well, if so, please reach out to me at drdominiquebroussard.com. That's D-R-D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D.com to schedule a free 15-minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you. Okay, lady, when it comes to boosting results for business owners in the financial literacy and credit industries, no one does it better than L.A. Williams. With her extensive knowledge of consumer laws and the dispute resolution process, it's no wonder that L is known as the dispute goat, okay? L's knack for making the most complex credit information simple has also earned her the title, the credit educator. Elle is a TEDx speaker and a national credit and business speaker, and she's often called to speak on a variety of topics, including nine to five fail-proof exit strategies, monetizing your knowledge to a six to seven figure income, and creating a digital empire with products and courses that actually produce. Elle, there is so much more that we can say about you because you are the bomb.com, but we're just going to jump right into this conversation. So first, we want to welcome you to the Cultivating Her Space podcast. So welcome, Elle. Thank you. Thank you. I am so excited to be here. Thank you, ladies, for having me. You're so welcome. Yes. And we are so excited for this conversation. We got lots of questions. And so <laughs> before we dive into all of the questions, we are going to start with the quote of the day. And our quote of the day will sound extremely familiar to you, Elle, because, you know, we were in your social media and we found that you say a lot and a lot of good stuff. And the quote that we chose is, they can't see the big picture because God didn't give them your vision. Yes. Now, say that one more time for the people in the back. So that they know, they hear this, they pause and they write it down. 
They can't see the big picture because God didn't give them your vision. L, because I know that particular quote is from a larger quote that you said. When you think of that quote, this particular piece of the quote and the context, can you give our listeners some more context of what you mean by God didn't give them your vision, so they're not going to see the big picture? (laughs) Absolutely. So when we often embark on journeys in our lives, especially unconventional journeys, such as entrepreneurship, starting a business, whatever it may be, a lot of times we seek validation from others for many different reasons. And it's important to understand that the validation comes from within. So you can reach out and tell your ideas and your dreams to many different people along the way. Some of them, most of the people that are like closest to you and you don't get the response that you were thinking you were going to get from them, even the support in the beginning. And so that is a piece of my journey. It tells a part of my story and how I became. And it's just to let you know that, you know, when you reach out to other people and you tell them your dreams and your visions and you're wanting them to have that same excitement that you have and you don't get that in return, it's okay. It's okay because, you know, you were the one with the vision. God didn't give them the vision. So just stick with it and, you know, make it work for you and let that be that. That is so powerful. And it's so important to know, too, that sometimes it's their limitation that they're projecting onto you. Their opinion has nothing to do with us and our journey, right? So that is a beautiful quote. And speaking of your story, Elle, tell us, please, your origin story. But also, how did you go from making $13 an hour to running a six-figure business in three months? We need the tea. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So before I was making $13 an hour, I actually had a career where I had worked myself up to about almost $60,000, $70,000 in that career. So I left that career to take on a $13 an hour job, right? So let's take it back to the beginning. I was an educator. I was an educator for for 10 years in the K through 12 educational system. I was a classroom teacher, moved up to instructional coach, literacy facilitator, master teacher, administrator. So I've done a lot of things in that field. And from day one, I knew that this was just going to be a stepping stone in my journey. So I knew that whatever it was I was supposed to get in education, I needed to go ahead and, and get it and learn everything that I could to move on. And so I did all of the things that we're probably going to talk about today (laughs) to prepare myself for it. But the one thing that I did not acquire in education was something that's very important for entrepreneurship, which was sales skills and people. So I dealt with students and I even taught adults, like taught teachers. But I knew that in order to be successful, one of the things that I was lacking was, you know, the skill of sales. So I decided to walk away from education, all the degrees that I had gotten and, you know, embark on a new journey. But before I jumped headfirst into entrepreneurship, I needed to obtain or acquire that skill. So I took a job that started off paying me first $11 an hour. (laughs) But what it did was it, it gave me my time back. So along the way, I realized I had to let go of the money in order to get 
the time back. And I was willing to do that because without the time, I wasn't going to be able to build the business. I tried as much as I could while I was in education, but it was just so time consuming. So yeah, I went and I took a job, paid me $11 an hour. Within the first six months, I moved up to $13 an hour. And during that time, I learned skills. I learned sales skills. I learned operation skills, procedure skills. I learned about real estate and all of the, the backend systems that I would need in order to prepare myself for entrepreneurship. And so that is where that part of my life came in. And during that time, I prepared to actually, you know, move into full-time entrepreneurship, which is what allowed me to make six figures within the first three months. Wow. Okay. So I got, I got a number of questions that I know our listeners <laughs> are have after listening to your story, right? <laughs> so the first question is, how do you know that it's time to leave your nine to five to move into entrepreneurship? Like, how do you know when you're ready to make that move? All right. So a lot of things start to shake up in your world, right? For me, when I made the transition from education, from the career to the job, I knew it was time to move because it felt like my back was against the wall. I had set, you know, a time period in which I would make the move. And when that time came, I tried to back out of it. But if you are a believer in, you know, anything, higher power, if you pay attention to your environment and the things that happen in your life, you know when, you know, it's time to move. And if you don't move when it's time to move, then something's going to make you move. And so it just became overwhelmingly stressful. And I was in a place where I was no longer happy and no longer fulfilled. And so I knew that if I stayed there, that would start, you know, reflecting in other areas of my life. So that allowed me to make the transition from the career to the job. But then at the job, I knew it was time to move because the job was costing me money. When I got to the point to where, you know, it was costing me to lose sales and lose money in the business, I knew that it was time to go. Very great insight. Thank you for that. And we're just going to jump right into some of the next questions here because we want to, I'm going to be taking notes over here as well. What are some of the common mistakes that people make when they're leaving their nine to five? There are so many, so, so many, but the common mistakes are one, deciding that you want to leave your nine to five because you feel like it's too hard. That's the first one. If you feel like the job is too hard, <laughs> You are nowhere near ready for entrepreneurship, you know, so you have to, you know, really get clear on why it is that you want to transition from, you know, becoming an employee and going over into an employer, you know, because you're now responsible. There is no blaming it on anyone else. There is no, I'll do it tomorrow or, you know, someone else will do it. So that's the first mistake thinking that you no longer want to be at the job because it's too hard. It's too much. Okay. The second mistake is not preparing financially for that move. 
you just move off of emotions and you don't move off a strategy. And so when you leave, you may have some money saved up, but you don't have any strategy to, you know, continue putting money into the pot and making certain that everything can be taken care of financially. And so not having a strategy, not having a a real solid plan that's going to generate consistent revenue is another mistake that people make. And then not thinking about all of the things that you need to take care of after you leave the job. For instance, you know, the benefits, the insurance, you know, all of those, you know, that that package that they give you to make being an employee, like enticing, all of those things, you want to make certain that you have a plan to take care of those in some form or fashion before you, you know, you move. And then I would say the last thing would be not being clear on what it is that you want to do. And when I say that, I mean, not being focused on one thing that you can stick to and build. You just jump out there because somebody introduced this opportunity or you see that opportunity. There's so many money-making opportunities out there. And, you know, it looks like, you know, entrepreneurship is easy, whether it's on, you know, especially social media, you know, but not understanding exactly what you're getting yourself into, not really, you know, knowing what you're going to focus on and having a plan to follow through with that so that you can, again, generate consistent income so that you won't find yourself back at the nine to five. That is good. Yes. (laughs) That's so good. (laughs) Yes. So, so good. So important. So I want to come back to something that you pointed out about having the benefits in order, right? Mm -hmm. And so, because one thing that I know that I was taught in terms of like, as a therapist and having, launching a private practice that you want to have, you want to be able to make enough income to pour into your 401k or any type of retirement plan that you want to be able to cover all of those insurances. So life insurance, health insurance, dental, vision, all of those things that you're like that full benefits package that your nine to five is providing. But one thing that people don't talk about with entrepreneurship or in owning your own business is about vacation and sick time. Yes. And so what would you suggest people do in terms of navigating the vacation and sick time aspect of their of that package before they decide it's okay to walk away from their nine to five? Okay. That is a great question, Dr. Dom, because I will tell you the first year that I went full-time, I probably worked almost every holiday. It was simple things that I had to learn how to tweak, you know, going into that next year. Like if, I mean, if people really weren't trying to spend time with their family, I probably would have worked Christmas and (laughs) like Easter every single holiday because I forgot to close my calendar, right? So that was something that I had to learn while in entrepreneurship. But with that whole sick time and vacation time, you know, a lot of people say, look, you know, there, there are no sick days in entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship. You got to get up and make it work every single day. But that goes back to understanding the financials, right? So, and understanding, you know, what 
you need to do in order to be generating consistent revenue, what those revenue goals are, and allowing for those breaks in your business, right? So if you are building a business and you're a solo entrepreneur, that will probably mean unless you've built something with some passive income streams, if you're not working in the business, it's not making money. So you need to accommodate for those times because we get into entrepreneurship. A lot of us, the why is so that we can have some type of freedom. All right. Spend time with our families, you know, raise our kids. If we have, you know, children, be there for them without someone telling us when and where we can't, you know, go or when we have to do things. So you want to make certain that you put that time in, but you have to plan for that again, because if you take a five day vacation and you've spent, you know, a few thousand dollars on this vacation during that time, you're not making money in the business. So that goes back to having a plan to generate consistent revenue every day in the business and making certain that you have structures in place so that whether you're in the business working on it or right away from it, you don't have to worry about, you know, not generating any revenue. But it's very important that you take time away because a lot of people think that, oh, you know, especially in the beginning, I go into business for myself and I'm going to have all of this time. No, what you're really doing is going from an eight hour a day job to probably a 16 to 20 hour a day job. So that's the furthest from the truth. And when you go into this, and especially if you are working from home, you tend to not have have any sense of like separation from you know the business it's always you're always in the business because that's where you work at you work at home and everything else happens at home so you may cook and do things but you're right back into the business right so you need to make certain that you incorporate time in your schedule to have those vacations think about sick days think about when the kids are sick and they have to be home and you may not be able to do you know much work because the last thing that you want to do is find yourself neglecting the things that you care about the most because you're so focused on building the business. So that all goes back to, you know, making certain that you have a solid plan to generate revenue in the business, whether you're in it or out. That is so powerful and so needed. And I have some other questions about this for you, Elle, but (laughs) we're going to transition and we're going to shift up the energy a little bit. And Elle, because we recognize, appreciate and celebrate the multifaceted woman, and we believe that it's okay to be bougie, and classy and ratchet, right? We think that you can still be elegant and dance to strip club music. So, L, we want to invite you to the OU Blatchet segment. So, do you take on the challenge? I do. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. We got her down. So, L, now that you've agreed, <laughs> she's like, what okay. in the world? Now that you agreed, <laughs> we're going to tell you what to expect. So, we're going to ask you three questions. We're going to share three sentence completions. And then we have some photos of you close by. Uh, and we want you to choose a number from out of one in three. And we're going to reveal that photo to you at the end of this, this OU Blatchett segment. And what we want you to do is give us some context about the photo that we would not know just by looking at the photo. And then we'll jump back into some of these other questions. Okay. Let's All do it. All right. Dom, you want to share our first question? All right. So our first question L, what's the best piece of wisdom or advice you've ever received? Best piece of wisdom or advice is, I would have to say, do it scared. 
that's the best piece of wisdom and advice. That's the thing that I think about that I always go back to when I'm, you know, encountering anything new, any challenge, any obstacle where fear may be trying to creep in is do it scared. And so, yeah, no matter how you're feeling, get out of, you know, your own way and just do it, you know, be willing to, you know, fail, be willing to fall, just make certain, you know, certain you get back up again, but at least there are no regrets. That is good. Amen to that. Okay. So I have four words for you, Elle. That was twerk or two-step. Twerk. Hey. Hey. <laughs> that was quick. That's she what we like to hear. She was like, uh, yes. yeah, it's going to be twerk. Yeah, no question. Yeah, no question twerk about for it. Yes. 200, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> so, our next question What is the sexiest item you own? I have a lot of things. See, I love, I love, like, I love, love, love lingerie. I don't like clothes, really. <laughs> so, love like I love lingerie so but I think the sexiest item I own is for me it's a little black dress that I have and I love it I love it when I put it on it just makes me feel like so sexy and it's cute you know you can't wear it you know it's not a it's not you know a sophisticated type type deal you know my boyfriend loves it but it's it's just a it's a little black dress and it's it's really simple though but it's so it's so sexy so I would say that but yeah I I love lingerie I'm always like whatever around in lingerie and my robe so outside of the little black dress it would be my robe yes I love that. The simple sexy goes a, a long way too. Yes. Go ahead, Elle. Go ahead, girl. Okay, so now we're going to move on, L, to the sentence completions. And so the first sentence completion for you is one question or topic I wished people asked me about more often is... I love talking about like how to make money. I would have to go back to that. I love talking about like how to make money because I like people, I like people to understand that it's not as hard as it seems and you really have everything that you need in order to, to get it. So, you know, either how to make money or how do I, you know, how do I live a life of my, you know, the life of my dreams if, you know, according to like, you know, financial you know, financial needs. So, yeah. Well, it is funny that you say that, Elle. <laughs> because wouldn't you know, our next sentence completion is the one thing I need to live the life of my dreams is... The one thing that you need to live the life of your dreams is, I would say, confidence. Confidence, confidence in knowing that you have the ability to do anything, be anything that you want to be because it, it overrides everything, even fear, right? So when you have that certainty and, you know, surety in yourself that you can accomplish anything that you, you know, set your mind out to accomplish, then you can absolutely do it. So let the church say amen. All right. All right. So Elle, we're going to close out with our last sentence completion for you before we jump into this photo. And okay. the last sentence completion is what I love most about myself is what I love most about myself is 
my ability to just to, to love on others, whether it's loving on them, educating them, bringing out the most in others, making them feel warm and welcome and comforting. I'm a very humble person. So I love that about myself too, my humbleness, but it allows me to nurture others, especially in the, the profession that I'm in. So I think that is, in my opinion, the best thing about me. Oh, that's so Aww. sweet. Yes. <laughs> that's so sweet. <laughs> we love it. We love it. Okay, Elle. So we got some photos pulled up of you. And what we want you to do is choose a number out of one and three, and then we will share the photo on the big screen. Now, some people will only be tuning into the audio. So please be sure to describe the photo and then give us the context behind the photo. So what number are you going to choose? Okay, let's go with three. Number three. All right, I think you're gonna like this one. This picture is fire. I'm wondering if this is the dress you were talking about. Probably not if you post it on <laughs> Facebook, but feel free to describe the photo and then give us some context. <laughs> no, it's it's not. It's not the dress that I was talking about, but I do love that dress as well. The other dress like is it's way sexier than this. Got it. So this picture was actually taken during a moment that was near and dear to me, kind of like a sad moment, but still a joyous occasion, right? So this was at a funeral. This was at my grandmother's funeral, but it was, for me looking at this picture, it just represents, you know, smiling through whatever it is that you may be going through. I remember my sister taking this picture of me and I had gotten her and a few of my cousins together and we just, you know, I wanted to just laugh and smile and have fun and, you know, take some photos while, you know, the family was together. And so for me, that picture represents, you know, just kind of smiling through the good times and the bad times, just, you know, always showing up and and being present and being happy so yeah that is so powerful Elle, because you couldn't have told me that that picture I mean you this your smile is beautiful just in general yeah. but you look so happy and beautiful in this picture you would have yeah. never like you said you would have never imagined that so we usually try to choose exciting you know fun <laughs> pictures and that was not the vibe that we got from this photo yeah. so rest in peace to grandma and thank you for sharing that. Yeah, thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you. Even though it was that time, it was still happy, right? Because like yeah. I said, I love people. I love family. Yeah. And so just to have all of the family together and, you know, to be together and just kind of experience each other and, you know, be in that place with each other. It was good. So, yeah, I love it. And I loved your your overview of what the picture means. Like you said, smiling through the storm, right? And just kind of putting right. on that face and supporting other people. And so... Speaking of supporting other people, Elle, we are going to hop back into some of these questions because you were speaking facts earlier when you talked about having a plan for, you know, leaving your job. But I wanted to ask you if you've ever had any clients that are like me who are overly optimistic and who sometimes live in the clouds and sometimes they're like, oh, I don't need a plan. I'm just going to like manifest and I'm just going to like feel my way through this and it's all going to work out. And then it don't end up working out that way, right? <laughs> so can you talk a bit about just how to, you know, how to create a plan if you're a person that is, that doesn't necessarily always walk by what they can see, if that makes sense? Mm -hmm. Maybe you, I don't know if you've had clients that kind of live in the clouds, but how do you create a plan in that instance? And also, this is going to be like a loaded question here. Do you think it's negative or is it more pragmatic to think about it? think about things realistically, because I do know some people who are 
a bit higher in the clouds than I am. And they're just like, oh no, I don't need to do that. Like that's too much. It's not necessary. I'm just going to believe and have faith. So that was a bit of a rant, but I think you can probably parse out what exactly I was saying there. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So yes. Do I have clients like that? I absolutely have clients like that. But here's the thing. They come to me once they realize (laughs) that it's, that's not working out. And so the thing about that is that like I have a business partner and he is the complete opposite of me. He is that, you know, head in the clouds person, brilliant, genius guy when it comes to, you know, business ideas and, you know, finding solutions to things and looking at patterns to identify, you know, certain things. And so he will absolutely come to me every single day with three or four different business ideas. And I'm the one that's like, that is like, it's fucking genius. But okay, let's put this into perspective because we actually have to see it like become reality, right? It's great to, you know, have these ideas and even throw it out there because people are going to want to be a part of it, whatever it is, whether it's a service that you provide, a solution that you provide, whatever it is, people are going to want it because it is brilliant. But we need to make certain that before you put it out there, it's, it's ready, right? Because there are so many things when it comes to business. And especially if you were dealing with other people, your job is to either provide a service or a solution. And so when you get these clients or these customers, you have to make certain that you have systems and processes in place, that you have good customer service, that you have ways to deal with issues as they arise, right? A big part of building a business is first off, you know, building it out, having organization in that business and documenting those processes. So before you launch anything, those things need to be in place. Because at the end of the day, when you start a business, the goal is not to always remain in the business. If you're a serial entrepreneur like I am, you want to start something, build it, grow it, and move on to something else. You know, as you evolve, the things around you evolve, your business evolves. The goal is to, of course, make money and invest in other things. So when it comes to building that business and having a solid, profitable business and making certain that, you know, it can, you know, sustain over the long, over the long haul, you want to make certain that it's built out, you've organized, you've documented those processes and you're ready to bring people in to run it. If you were just shooting off from the clouds and doing what you do, that's amazing because you, you have that confidence that you can do and start anything, but you want to make certain that you have a solid structure in place so that you can get help because you cannot build an empire on your own. And in order to get help, you can't bring in people with just what's in your head. You have to get that out. So organization is key. Seeing the big picture is key. Thinking about issues that may arise and understanding how to solve those issues, providing great customer support and service and understanding how to get recurring clients and new clients into whatever it is that you're doing is absolutely essential for the survival of your business. So I yeah. love that. I thought yes. you were, I, I was going to say, I noticed that a lot of co-founders, they often compliment one another. So I love that you said mm-hmm. that you and your mm-hmm. business partner are total opposites. And like you said, you can't mm-hmm. build a business or a dream in the clouds. You got to bring it down. So the fact that you all compliment each other, I think is amazing, but thank you for that, that answer. I think that's, that's super powerful. No problem. Yes. Yeah, that answer was so important. And one of the things that stuck out to me is that need for organization, right? Mm -hmm. And so what are some of the systems and processes that 
side hustlers can use to save time as they are getting to that space in on that path to becoming full-time entrepreneurs. Got it. So there's so many systems that you can use from, I love systems like Trello and workspace type systems. But if you are a new entrepreneur and you are just starting out and you are like bootstrapping the hell out of that business and, you know, it's kind of like I can go and buy me some, you know, meat and bread or I can get something for my business. What am I going to do? You can start off with something simple as if you have a computer and as you are working in the business, recording those processes as you do them, right? So the mindset is always, the mindset of a business owner and a CEO is always to prepare for the business to grow and expand. So as you are working and doing what only you can do at this point, only you can do because, you know, it's based off of your skill and expertise or you don't have money to bring someone in. You want to simply press record on your screen and record everything that you do and, you know, put that into folders like Google Drive or whatever and document those processes so that when you can bring someone in, you have that already laid out. And then when you do go back and revamp something, just, you know, document that over again. So it's something as simple as free tools out there that you can start with. That is so powerful. And I think about us, I mean, Zoom is not a sponsor. Hopefully they will be in the future. But I think about us using Zoom and how Mm -hmm. you can, like you said, literally screen record what you're doing and talk through the process out loud to yourself and then send it to whoever you might hire later. So that is Brilliant idea. So lady, hopefully you're taking notes and you write that down as a pro tip. All right. Elle, our next question for you is how can one brand themselves and build their side hustle while they're still working full time? Okay. One word that comes to mind is just visibility. You want to make certain that you are visible in the marketplace. So whatever it is, it all starts back with educating whoever your market is. Once you've identified that target market, no matter what you do, I don't care if you're providing a service, if you're selling products, you want to be able to educate your audience on those products or that service, why they need it, how it can, you know, they can benefit from it. And so that is going to keep you visible. The more you educate, the more you show up, the more you, you know, you speak to them, then you start to become that authority figure and you're building your brand, doing that, connecting with people, building relationships. Relationships is a big part of business. I tell people that, you know, people, relationships equate to money. And so the more relationships that you can build, you know, the better you're off because you can't do this alone. So that's another thing, like building a business, you absolutely cannot do it alone, whether you have, you know, business besties in the beginning, friends, a team that you start to build, you can't do it alone. So becoming visible in the marketplace and building relationships, making connections, partnerships, getting in front of other people's audiences. So if it's simple, Something as simple as doing an event in your hometown to let people become aware of who you are, getting merchandise or apparel that you wear to let people know what it is that you do. I know when I started my credit company, I would wear a shirt that says, you know, I change lives. Ask me how. And so I would be, yes, I would be out and people would like, people would be like, you know, you change lives. Like, what do you do? 
you know? And so just kind of starting the conversation, letting everybody know what it is that you do. I don't care who it is. If I patronize your business, I'm going to let you know that I have a business as well. So that's my dentist, my hair stylist, my nail tech, anyone that I go to that I actually exchange money with for a service or a product, you're going to know that I actually have services and products. All right. So that's all part of the brand. So building relationships, becoming visible and educating people on what it is that you do to like build that authority in that industry. Wow. Wow. Like you are giving us so much gain. Now I have a question around fear, right? Because so many people, because we've been taught that going, take, having a nine to five is the way to go, right? That we're supposed to get it like our parents' generation was under the impression or lived by the rule that you get this nine to five with this good pension and you work this one job for 40 years and that's the one job that you have until it's time to retire. And the game has changed and people aren't staying a job that long, right? But what keeps people in their jobs is fear. And so how can people let go and release some of that fear that they might be experiencing? Okay, great question. And I want to start by telling all of your listeners, like a lot of times people look at successful entrepreneurs and think that, you know, oh, I wish I could be like them, like they're fearless or whatever. We all have fear. It's just about how you deal with it and you decide to handle it. So that is like the number one reason that people never really truly accomplish their dreams. They never go as hard as they should. And so that is where your mindset comes in. So when I start working with clients before we actually get into, you know, building out the business, mapping out the business plan, creating products and, you know, services or whatever it is that's going to get them to the back, we work on the mindset. All right, because there is a certain mindset that you have in the corporate world or at the job, and there is a certain mindset that you have as a CEO. So there are two types. We have our limiting mindset, and then we have that growth mindset. That growth mindset is going to be what you need in order to survive in the business world. Now, that doesn't mean that you know you are without fear within that mindset. But you need to understand that when it comes to that fear, you have to be very cognizant on how you handle it. And a lot of people transfer fear this way. I see it and they don't even realize this is what's happening to them. When they start to see things, they pay attention to other people and they've already created a plan or they know what to do, but then they just change because somebody else is doing this or somebody else is doing that. A lot of people don't realize that stems from fear, fear of being yourself, fear of carrying out the plan, fear of being who you know you are and trying to do something that someone else is doing because it looks like it works, right? So when you are in that growth mindset, 
You learn how to say no to fear. You know, you're going to have financial fears, but how do you handle that? And, you know, a business owner, a CEO is going to make certain that they have, you know, things in place. They're always 10 steps ahead of the game. So they understand that they may need multiple streams of income in case, you know, they lose one or something slows down. So you have all sorts of fears, but it's like finding a solution to those fears and tackling them head on. When it comes to fear, what I do is, is I like to journal a lot and I like to get real personal and honest with myself, right? Because we tend to kind of brush things over, especially when we're dealing with ourselves because we don't like to face who we actually are. Sometimes that can be a really, really scary place to be in when you're realizing you're not as great as you know you thought you were, or what other people say. So I, I journal a lot, especially before I embark on new things. And I write down all of my fears. I go in and I write down and then I come back, I write down a list, right? And then from that list, I write down, you know, I go in and I mark the fears that I've, I've had before in other things that I've done. And then I think about or I journal how I got over them in those instances and how I can get over them, you know, in this instance. And the new fears that I have, I just always try to find a solution. You know, it's kind of like, it's always, what if, what if I never do this, then what happens? So journaling and, you know, I'll journal, I'll sit it down and then I'll come back to it. I'll try to implement some of those things. I'll come back to it. And then I get real honest again with myself. Did you really do it? How hard did you really go? You know, did you really try to find an alternative to what this is? Because it's really not reality. It's just something that's trying to stop you from failing or it's trying to, it's your ego getting in the way of whatever it is. So how did you defeat this? And I just journal my way through it until I find a solution because those solutions help other people. And I just document that process of, you know, how I got over it. So fear is definitely real, but you can always overcome it, but you have to take actionable steps to overcome it. That is beautiful. I really appreciate that response. And I think what I took most from what you just shared, Elle, is that we really, I mean, we have to be the victor of our story, you know, like despite how we might feel and what may have happened and who may have said what, it's up to us to show up. Like I think about you journaling. I love to journal as well. And I'm thinking, and I know Dom does too. And it's like, We have to show up to journal. It's showing up for yourself. So thank you for sharing all of your gems, the wisdom, the game. Elle, we would love to let our audience know where they can find you, how they can support you. What are you offering right now? All the good things. Feel free to share that with our audience. Absolutely. So you can find me on Facebook at Elle, that's E-L-L-E dot a dot williams i'm sorry that's instagram l dot a dot williams on instagram and then l a williams on facebook and so since we have been talking about making certain that you have a plan and a strategy in place to generate consistent sales and make money in the business i do want to offer your your listeners a free daily money-making activities planner. So in this planner, it takes you through steps and processes to build out your ideas, build out your products and services, and create 
a solid plan to be able to market and advertise yourself and make money every day in your business. So whether you're looking to leave the nine to five or whether you are in the business and looking to generate more sales, this planner is very, very helpful. So you can get this planner by texting ELEVATION to 855-933-2848. So that's ELEVATION, E-L-E-V-A-T-I-O-N to 855-933-2848. Wonderful. I just wrote that number down for myself. Thank you so much for that, Elle. Anything else in closing? Any closing words? Anything else you want to share? Oh my goodness. Just like, no matter what it is, like you can do it. Whatever it is on your heart, wherever you are in life, it's never too late to create a life that you love, living your purpose. You absolutely can do it with a plan and strategy in place. So go out and get it. You have lives to change. You have people to help. Love that. Thank you. Thank you, ladies, for having me. Hey, lady. It's Terry here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. I'm hosting a free podcasting masterclass where I'm going to teach you how to create your impactful podcast and how you can generate multiple streams of income. You can visit podcastwithterry.com to register for free. I hope to see you there. Thanks for joining us today. Please note, that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HerSpace Podcast, or check out our website at HerSpacePodcast.com. And before we meet again, repeat after me. I attract abundance and prosperity with ease.